I'm lying down. You could not be with us tonight. I'm kind of like half on half. I'm kind Instead of, of reclining, we're reclining here on TVA, my dinner. I'm, yeah, I'm podcasting from bed now. I'm getting really bad about doing everything from bed. Well, <laughs> I'm living like a shut in. I would be doing that if my, if my bedroom wasn't so warm. <laughs> I've moved to the living room because it's the only place I have with a, a cooling system, and it's summer here and it's freaking hot already. It's not even summer. It's not even. Oh, it's still kind of off and on warm here. We're still trying to get to winter here in Savannah. Well, it's coming. It's, it's creeping. Yeah, we got the Arctic blast coming soon. This is that time of year where I turn the air conditioning off and turn the heat on alternately. It's the time of year that drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and you never know what to wear. You like, should I take a jacket? It's gonna get cold again. <sighs> I've just conditioned myself to wear a blazer all the time. <laughs> I can weather through when it's hot. I, that's that. That way, I'm just I don't have to decide. Yep. When it gets super cold, I'll also have a coat probably. But. Yeah, I go with the whole body fat uh, theory. I have enough body fat that I just wear a t-shirt and I wear a jacket, another jacket, and I can go anywhere. Just wear track suits. Uh. Sweat suits everywhere. I can't do that. That's what I do. So one of my friends said to me the other day, "You look like you weigh about as much as a picture of you." <laughs> No wonder you're cold. Oh, well, I'm just, I'm just right, but I could do with a little cold weather right now. Uh, that's a common. Okay. Oh, I know. It just won't last long. I'll complain when it's here, but whatever. All right, so we're going to continue talking about the Halloween films. Yeah. Now, I have forgotten which film we're up to. We got through part six, which means we're about to discuss H2O. So that's a good... We're managing oh, to hold right. it into the sort of the epochs. So four, five, and six are sort of kind of follow the same arc, and that's when the sort the series pretty much died. And H two O is is a bona fide reboot yeah. of the series. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of uh, in the post Scream era of horror movies, which I grew up it with. It is that. I think I was always under the impression that this movie was written by Kevin Williamson. Is that true, or did I just make that up? I don't know, Google it. Did he have anything? I know Steve Miner directed it, who I actually Did we do any research for this? No, we didn't do any research at all. Sorry, sorry, audience. Some of us watched the movies. Ten Halloween movies. Five of them in one day. And then, like, we're eight weeks later, you guys are just like, well, I haven't had a chance to watch them. It was Zapia. And poor Andrew. I've been trying really hard to watch these movies. It's just these, the last two movies have been upsetting me every time I turn them on. Well, well, we'll yeah. get to when we do the Hellraiser retrospective, almost all of the Hellraiser movies are terrible. <laughs> it's How not just that they're bad. That? Well, that, yeah. Let me talk about the Rob that. Zombie ones aren't that. even fun. Bad. That's true. That's the thing. I, I mean, I was happy. I watched. I watched all the Friday the Thirteenth ones. That was fine. I watched all of the Nightmare on Elm Street ones. That was fine. It's just these ones. Blech. I'll give you that. There's something sort of disturbing and distasteful about the. I mean, we'll get to it. 
probably in our in our finale of Halloween. In our finale, will it be part of Popos? Will we have streamers and bacon chips? <laughs> That's my idea of a party. Have some of those little red hot dog things. Like IMDb, I don't know what they're called. Such a liar. H2O says, uh, writers, Deborah Hill and John Carpenter, parentheses, characters. It's like, then don't credit them first. <laughs> we created these characters. It's the 20th anniversary. Like, nope. Robert Zappia well, and Matt Greenberg. Nothing to do with Kevin Williamson. I don't know why I ever thought that. I guess because it had that sort of feel. I just assumed that because he, he wrote almost all of the bad horror movies. Did he 90s. not do a... Didn't he? Didn't he do a pass on the dialogue? That's what I heard. Uh, well, maybe he maybe did I have some you. kind of doctoring, but I don't. I, I just don't see the credit here on IMDb. That doesn't mean he. Well, maybe he didn't get credited. Maybe he just did some dialogue doctoring. Usually, someone will uh, will tack it on even on IMDb if they had some kind of. But who knows? I I just probably just heard that and it stuck in my head. But it doesn't. You, seem to be you heard it. You told it to me. Now I think it's real. This is how misinformation gets spread. This is how I do it. Yeah, because I'll think things for like my whole life. And then, and then we put it on the podcast, and then you know everybody thinks it because everybody listens to the podcast. It was fine before I met Megan. And there was no one around to just tell me I was wrong and look it up on Google <laughs> just to prove it. <laughs> now I have to back up. Like, are you sure, Sean, that a frog can be frozen solid and thawed out alive? It's like, well, no, not that. Now that you say it back to me out loud. <laughs> As it turns out, though, yes, they can. Some frozen some solid. The frog can be frozen is, solid, thawed out, of, and survive. I don't know about that. This is another one of the one of the one of the things about having a girlfriend. They're here to call you on your bullshit. I know, but still, let me have something. The frog <laughs> argument didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> Might have hurt the frog. But yeah. But the Kevin Williamson thing, yeah, I, I need people to question things like that because that that's, that's objectively not true. So, we don't question mostly because we just let you talk and we're not always listening. Yeah, well, that's sort of how I do it. I just steamroll through. When, anything, when any problem happens on the podcast, we, just, we only know about it because the sound stops and we suddenly all like what the sound has stopped. <laughs> what does that mean? It's sad. I have to come back Does to talking Sean's points. broken down. When I'm editing, I'm glad for multi-parters because I'll be editing and then I don't hear what the other people are saying until I'm cutting it together. Like, oh, wow, I should have said something to that. It's like, well, shut up every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have to, like, re-listen yeah, to the entire conversation near the other side of it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, so Kevin Williamson did not write this, but it feels like it's definitely the Scream era the way they put this thing yeah, together. Yeah, I mean you can you can really you can really tell the the difference when you when you're watching them all at once and you go from the what was it number 6 to this one. Yeah. to H2O and you can really feel the difference in the how the movie's made and how yeah. it goes together. And that's 3 years as far as release dates. They were kind of playing around with Halloween 6 forever, but it was released like 3 years prior to this one. So you think it's worlds away, but really it wasn't it just yeah, shows it's the you impact, how the, it really is the impact of Scream. Oh yeah, Scream ruined horror movies. Because after that, after that, horror movies are so markedly different. Like even, yeah, all sorts of movies are different. Like all all the horror movies after that are just that same sort of feel and look, and they all have to have the young, sexy characters mm -hmm. that are all talking Josh and, and that stuff. sort of thing. Yeah, the Joss Whedon impact was was present at this point too. So everybody was trying to be cute and clever, and this movie was a reboot anyway because it threw out all of the other 
sequels, and the premise of this one yeah. was that Laurie Strode yeah, this did one survive, did not have her another kid, and now she's hiding somewhere, and Josh Hartnett is her kid. Yeah. Well, they they started messing with the continuity. That at first they were going to make it in with the other movies continuity, and then that's why they mentioned that she faked her own death in a car yeah. crash. And then they then said, they no, we're like, not going to worry about the other movies' continuity. It. We're just going to go from one and two. So then suddenly that point didn't actually matter. Yeah, which it definitely, obviously, because cause they say, you know, you haven't, he's been gone for 20 years. It's like, well, they would have heard on the news all these other times that Michael Myers came back and just sort of rampaged through Haddonfield. The fact that they're not <laughs> mentioning it here means this is definitely like a retcon. And they definitely would have heard about that time when those people made all those heads explode. <laughs> Yeah, really. That the whole mask business, <laughs> yeah. and apparently that weird shadow group of uh, of witches who were trying to use Michael Myers as I'm not sure what. We still haven't worked out what the the end game was of those it's, guys. It's like those. It's like those people in Aliens who just want to weaponize the alien, and it's it's that shadow evil corporation that pops up in all these things and just wants to weaponize it. And you just are like, how the hell are you going to weaponize this? Like. Why do you need this what? when you have already have space travel and stuff? Yeah, you already you you're ama- and then you apparently as a corporation you are all powerful. What? Yeah, do you you're mean? already all powerful. You already have all this stuff. Why do you need to weaponize an alien or why do you need to weaponize a It's not even Michael Myers that they want to weaponize. They want to weaponize the weird family the curse, curse that makes people thorn. want to kill people. Yeah, I have no idea. I cannot speak to... To do that, we have to have incest and stuff. I'm sure. Kinda, yeah, it's not It's not a bad thing that they just rebooted that. Well, no, I mean, it, it's not bad that they rebooted it. Uh, it's just funny that after 20 years later, they're like, man, let's just not even talk about those. There's no... Because that's what Halloween 6 was trying to have a, a sort of continuity where it explained all the weirdness that 4 and 5 introduced. <laughs> but the, it got even weirder. They're like, no, no, it's because of this. It's like, guys, that didn't clear anything up. This this makes no sense now. This is weirder than the cowboy just shooting up the police station for no reason. He's a cowboy. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. They've got these rune tattoos because, you know, they're witches and they live in a basement of the psychiatric hospital. And they have babies there. What? There's like a lab with with green goo. It always goes back to the green goo. Yeah, why is there always green goo? It doesn't make any sense. It was the 90s. They always had to have green goo. Always know you're off the rails when you just show up someplace that's got jars full of babies and green goo. (laughs) It's the Walking Dead theory. It's like, hmm, fish tank full of heads? All right, crazy person. No context where that's not true. Always true. <laughs> or Futurama. Yeah, like Futurama. Exactly. Where they're, they're just feeding him the fish food. <laughs> Interesting side note. As a head without a body, I envy the dead. Okay. So, yeah. So. Laurie Strode is grown up. Some fun points. We, we bring back Jamie Lee Curtis, and that's fun. Although, really, as much as she's trying, she doesn't really have a believable sort of performance in this movie. Like, you can't just trade in Donald Pleasance for Jamie Lee Curtis. It's it's noticeable that there there is no Donald Pleasance, that Loomis is gone. That's sort of what they do. It's like, well, we have a hook. You know, we don't have Donald Pleasance anymore, but we bring her back, and that'll get everyone interested. Yeah. 
And so it was interesting. Was I remember when it came out, and I was just like, "Oh, that's interesting. It's it's well, her maybe. still. It's just twenty years later, and they're the same actor and that sort of thing. And it's it's cool, but it just didn't quite work out that way." Well, it's just because it was such a formula. Like Halloween is like Aliens, how we were saying you can eat, you can watch the movies and tell what's going on in the world. Like, like yeah. it's sort of a keystone franchise in Halloween, where it's like you can really see what the trends in horror movies were because each Halloween movie tried to tack it onto those weird trends. Like, wow, this is totally different. Like Halloween Six was like mid '90s, so it was trying to be super serious, and it was so weird because it wasn't serious; it was ridiculous. So it didn't make sense to take itself that seriously. And this one is like we're getting to that sort of ironic phase where we're, like, we're all just, you know, breaking down the wall and, you know, we're making quips about things. And, and by we're cool then, and he's set a, with some young people and we're in a college, so we're cool. Yeah, and we're all pretty and sex or something. Josh Hartnett and stuff. Yeah, and whatever. But at this point, too, this, like, you can really tell that Michael Myers doesn't even look like himself. Like, there's a weird evolution of the masks, even, because by now the mask has these weird sort of drawn-on eyebrows, and the mask looks angry. Like, instead of being, like, sto stoic and expressionless, it actually has, like, a permanent mad face on the mask, and, and it's just some guy. He doesn't, he's not really imposing. It's just some dude in a, in a jumpsuit. He looks like he's dressed up like Michael Myers for Halloween. <laughs> And he's just running around. You're like, it's so weird. It doesn't feel like him. Like, the story's neat to see that it's supposed to be this final confrontation between the two of them. And there's some fun elements for it. It's a fun movie. But it doesn't feel like Halloween. It feels like a weird sort of gimmick kind of movie. The problem with all these movies that try to copy the Scream formula is that, is that Scream was all Scream was doing a thing where it was already copying stuff and it was already satirizing stuff. So when you take all of those elements out, these movies are just so empty and bland, and they don't have they don't have the you know the fun script that Scream had. They don't have the fun characters. They don't have the homage to the older movies. So they end up just being like this cookie cutter without the cookie in it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't work. But that same formula doesn't work because it's like in Halloween Five where the hot chick takes her shirt off and it's just bra, and you're like, aha, here we go. This is where it all started. Like. Like it used to be this staple of of horror movies was guaranteed nudity, and now we've already moved into this phase where it's like promised nudity that never delivers. And then you're getting in <laughs> Which like is the stream Sean's style most Halloween hated doesn't thing. work. The Sean Halloween hates can't... bras more than anything. <laughs> I hate hypocrisy. It's like it either is or it isn't. I, shower scene where no one gets naked. Do we really, Pan for the down. narrative of the story, Pan need down. to see someone? How do we know she had a shower? Oh, good. I was like, that. the only reason it was ever incorporated into movies was to have nudity. We don't need to know the character bathes. It's good to know Only that in Psycho clean. does that matter. Because it actually is in the story that she dies in the shower. Which may be the other reason that they do shower scenes. But but really, the main reason is so you can have nudity. So to have, like, the, they, you see the... the, the robe drops to the floor and like oh and the camera like pans up and then cuts away You're like what is going on why did they even have this scene tv friendly versions of horror movies that actually were made as the theatrical Except, versions of the movies what is it i know what you did last summer i think does it all right because there's stuff that actually happens while they're in the shower so they actually set the scene in the shower rather than just having a shower and then getting out and then wandering around 
I guess yeah, Luke is still part of the worst phase. They are, they are, but at least in that, in that version, you actually Jeff- play Jennifer on the Love idea. Because just... the, the idea of the shower and being in the shower when someone attacks is terrifying. That's why they do it in Psycho, and that's the, part of what they're trying to recreate when they do it in other movies, the idea that you're so vulnerable and you're all naked and everything like that. And what would you do if someone attacked you? So that's what they put it into to horror movies to just add that feeling of vulnerability because you're naked and you're in the shower and everything like that. So at least with us, I Know What You Did Last Summer, they're trying to do something with that by having a whole scare set in the shower where she's all vulnerable and naked and there's she can't see what's going on and there's glass throwing everywhere and it's all good. Yes. So that's what they're trying to play for. It works better when it actually has something in the story but it makes no sense when, like in like in Halloween, I think it's four. I guess it's four, where it's like Kathleen Kinmont or someone. The one, all the, the same. girl from I Death, can't distinguish between Renegade. the movies in my head. They all four feel like was the same one movie where she was like head. the daughter, the sheriff's daughter, and she's like a, yeah, I think that was four. She's the loose woman, and she's hooking uh, up with the other girl's stupid boyfriend, who's also played by the dumbass from every other movie. But yeah, and then they start. She's running around. She's running around with no pants on, and he's like, "What's wrong with you? Go put on pants." He never does that. He's just like, "That's her, just always running around with a t-shirt, even <laughs> when there's serial killers slashing people." Go make us some coffee. See, the, yeah, the original point of that was because it's actually scary to not have clothes on because you're vulnerable. Yeah. And there's a whole. It's a whole thing. Like it's like the Seinfeld joke that more people are afraid of actually having to deliver the eulogy than being in the coffin because people are afraid of public speaking. <laughs> people are afraid of public nudity and that sort of business. So it's a, it's a whole other level of fear is is working in that. Well, exposure. as a trope, it evolved into an outlet for gratuitous nudity. And when you have gratuitous nudity, yeah. that's oh, yeah. just I mean, gratuitous it's, underwear it's scenes. It's, it's worked just, well. But... Now you you've failed on two levels. Because you still be, you're objectifying them yeah, just as much, but you're giving nothing to anyone. So now everyone's mad. Like Jamie Lee Curtis said that she felt like like from. she was less exploited when she was doing exploitation films than she was. She's like, you know, I was playing like the hero and I was fighting a, a serial killer, and then when I went in mainstream movies, that's when I started playing hookers and stuff. Like, I was strong when I was a when I was a horror heroine. In in quote unquote exploitation films, I was actually better represented. Well, that's because she was the one who was the survivor girl. Yeah, but she's she you know even stuff like prom night and all. Well, she's a survival girl and everything, but still. But it is funny that you know it really doesn't matter what type of movie you're making; it's how you're making it. So it really doesn't matter if they take their shirts off. If you do the scene exactly the same way without them taking the shirt off all the way, it's still a sex scene. It's still a gratuitous scene. You just failed because it's not a good one. You just failed because Sean isn't excited. <laughs> That's true. You just, Failure. You just made me mad. <laughs> now he's angry and he wants to see tits. Yeah, you're creating sexual frustration, which is what horror movies are supposed to, you know, burn off. <laughs> I don't know, though, it's weird that you guys seem to like to see the tits and the um, the blood at the same time, because I, I watched American Psycho, and I didn't, I didn't quite enjoy seeing naked Christian Bale with blood all over him. I didn't find that titillating. 
I think that what the, what it's important to note that it's not like the guys like to see the blood and the nudity. It's that they don't care. It's, uh, I really at that point we're just you know in any context would be fine. Like there's so many horror movies. Like horror is the only genre that has had this many dead nude scenes. Like there are so many horror movies that show like a dead naked girl. That's the only genre where that happens. That's because they're like, any way to work this in will not be offensive to the guys watching it. Any tits, even dead tits. Dead! <laughs> They'll still dead work Dead tits it is not in. a commentary on you men at all. Like that. It's shameless. There's no defending it. <laughs> but to say that that's requisite to the guys is, is missing the point. It's just completely ignored. <laughs> well, it's... It's something that does affect me. I don't know if it's a, a girl-guy thing, but just as soon as he starts, you know, whipping out that chainsaw and getting covered in blood, it's not attractive anymore. Well, although, in defense of that disturbing. movie, that is the point. That is supposed to be disturbing. I know, it's, it's the point of that movie, but still. I mean, if you if you watch that thing on mute and you just, you know, you're just watching him... you got to start watching be a crazy person. movies to see what they're saying. Like. I'm not saying I did watch it on mute. I'm not saying I did watch it on mute. I'm just saying take that, taking those scenes as they were, as a scene, Even when I'm was still... watching movies just for the shower scenes, i got the sound on, out of respect <laughs> for the performance. <laughs> not an animal. <laughs> so anyway, okay, so... So basically the plot of Halloween H2O is that she's been hiding and now she's the headmistress. It sort of feels like a weird erotica kind of novel. The premise is so weird. She's like the headmistress of this private school and she's like dating Adam Arkin, who's one of the teachers. And then her son is a student there and they're all in some weird, in what seems like a weirdly convenient story device. Everybody in the school is about to go on this trip to Yosemite. Yeah. Except her son can't go because she's afraid to to let him go. So of course they have weird. I I didn't I didn't I didn't, I didn't quite find any of the relationships in this believable. Because yeah, they weren't. Well, because you we couldn't understand if if she was the one who was overly prudish or she was the one who was out of control. Like he kind of went back and forth making fun of her lifestyle. He's like, yeah, I used to be like strung out, hanging out with like weird like heroin junkies and stuff but then at the same time you're like you never let me do anything you're always like way too safe like when did this transition occur because you're acting like she's afraid of michael myers but then why it's like like in terminator 2 you understand she's hanging out with scumbags because she's trying to hang out with people who might potentially be able to protect them from a terminator but i don't get that kind of impression in this that just sounds like she's hanging out with losers and now all of a sudden like no 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 we have to worry about this michael myers business like why now well, there's that weird scene where he gets called to her office to get told off or something, and she just like, oh, by the way, smiles and stuff. And he's like, even Josh Hartnett looks confused. He's like, I don't understand what our relationship is. It's like the actor is saying, I don't understand what our relationship mm-hmm. is in this scene. I need some direction Because here. I came in here to get yelled at. Yeah, I don't really... I mean, he he's a guy who looks confused all the time anyway, but right. just sort of like... <laughs> Okay, and then it gives her a confused smile and leaves. And I'm like, I don't even know what this scene is. I turn on the sound and I don't even know what this scene is. <laughs> Weird. Even with the sound on. And then the... Even with the sound on, these guys have no chemistry. And then his girlfriend character, 
And I'm not saying it doesn't work with tall people and short people, but she's way too short. <laughs> they should have put her on a box or something like they do with Jenna Coleman in Doctor Who. But she, they don't have any chemistry either, so they're like trying to like, oh, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And I you're guess. like, no. You're just two actors standing then, like, next to each other. My normal-looking friend is dating this like <laughs> super hot girl who's also our friend, I guess. Because someone needs to get have sex and get killed. I mean, this is still the genre we're in. I don't know. I assume it was a rated R movie. <laughs> and then, of course, because it's the '90s, yes. this happened in the late '90s on into the 2000s, and it was intolerable. And it's, I think, finally kind of gone. But this trope of getting like a hip hop star. To be the funny guy, nice. like LL Cool J, because that's one thing Megan says. Like this is the <laughs> difference between this movie and and movies of that time, and and what you normally see is like, look how much effort is going into establishing LL Cool J's character. He's like the security guard who wants to write <laughs> romance novels, and he has all these phone conversations. Like they're not gonna kill him, <laughs> like. Because look at him, like they're going teased a couple. He's times, the though. only fleshed out character. Oh, yeah, they're going to try to kill him. He's still the black guy in the movie. And, the, and they did the same one in the next oh, one, Oh, we'll too. get to that. Oh, That's when it reaches just a, an intolerable saturation point. And they... But, oh, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yes, that that, yeah. that funny, you know, the guy in um, Deep Blue Sea, the the chef that also oh, yeah, has that a parrot who also... And like, yeah. Like, it's like they maybe take... it's not progressive if we bring in the black guy to play like the security guard and the cook. It's like Deep Blue Sea. Everybody in the movie was a scientist. I'm the cook. Well, that's the thing. They're they're bringing in the and then the, everybody in this is like some like <laughs> private school, either like elite student or educator. I'm the security guard. They're being progressive and bringing in the black guy. Why can't I just work at the school? I bet they were just like. He was like, my my character has no character, and they're like, it's fine, it's fine. Um, you can make up some character for your character, <laughs> and then the guy's just is like, oh, oh, I've also I've got this and I got that. Yeah. Um, aspiring romance, whatever. Just we're all ready. Rock up and be funny. Cool just do it. Who cares? That's all we want. Yeah, exactly. Just say something spunky. I'm not sure, but I think this is racist. <laughs> they probably just didn't write any of his lines at all. Just improv the whole thing. So he's like, and also I like romance <laughs> I'm novels. sure that's true. Let's go with it. In the next film, when you get to Buster Rhymes, I'm sure that not a word of his dialogue was written down. I think a white guy write this shit? But, uh, but we'll get to that. So, so, little so yeah, bring it so on as reference the story progresses, of course. you girlfriends out there. These two... Think a white girl made yeah, this gotta, show? Yeah, we, we gotta lay the groundwork with a foreshadow. Oh. So we got these two cu- young couples I hear you now. Am I here or not? Oh, oh, you froze for a second. Okay, yeah, it was a blip there. Sean's dripping in and out. Oh, fuck. And the oh, eyes of the still, mask are glowing. We're still working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting in front of a window today, <laughs> and I thought it might be funny so, to call one of my friends and say, just appear at the window while I'm podcasting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What'd be funny is someone will do that at my window, and you guys will think it. Well, something. last week there was a flashing light behind your window. Like, whatever, Sean. Like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, so I don't even want to know. <laughs> we just suddenly go. <gasps> okay. What? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Just I look back. What? Like in Congo, where the gorilla just stomps the camera. <laughs> like, wait, no. 
Oh wait, have you guys seen? It's completely off topic. Um, too many cooks. You put <laughs> that on the. I just finally watched that yesterday. No, I think I think I think was it Brooke? Yeah, put, put it up on the there? on the on the TV at my dinner Facebook page. On the Facebook. And I finally watched. It. I was like, I was like, out. what is this? Because he wrote some comment like, you know, we've been asking for it for for ages, and now they've finally given it to us. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And I watch it, and it's like, what is this? It's so bizarre. It's amazing though. Well, now. I've, I'll have to watch oh, it now. No, I can't talk about it until you watch it. <laughs> all right, well, I'll watch it. <laughs> Go and watch Too Many Cooks. People post all this stuff. I can't watch videos at work. That's when I ceased this stuff on Facebook. I can't yeah, watch I know. It I was a bit the same. I was somewhere else, and I couldn't watch it. No, my mum was here. That's right. <laughs> my mum was here, and I'm like, I can't watch this. <laughs> Has an R rating or something in the beginning. <laughs> Not safe for work. Oh, God, my mum's here. Nope. All right, so in Halloween H two O, getting back to it, where was? Oh yeah, I didn't like it. He and his friends hatch a plot. I I like it okay, but it's it's generic. It's a generic '90s horror film. It does not in any way feel like Halloween. There's only a couple of moments that I I really appreciate with what they're trying to do with the story, but the tone is so weird. Yeah. Like I said, he seems kind of angry and weird, and there's nothing inherently scary about Michael Myers. And it is cookie cutter in that, you know, of course, he and his friends decide that they're going to sneak away and not go on the field trip. So now the only people in the whole school are them, her, her boyfriend, and Cool J. This is now the entire school. Like, there's no other staff at the school or anything, apparently. I don't even, like, <laughs> like even the color. Like, what? You couldn't have brought in, like, Buster Rhymes to be the janitor? <laughs> even the color and the look of these films that were made in the so, 90s. I had that sort of weird, sort of shiny, outdoorsy look all the time, even when it's nighttime. <laughs> I, I know that's part of that. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't seem scary. It's so yeah, well lit. Yeah, part of the Halloween thing is, is you know, that he, he pops up at day, in the daytime and he's just, like standing around watching them during the daytime and that's scary because usually they put it at night to make it more scary but in these ones they just they're always so bright and mm -hmm. you're like what it's, it's so it's all, shiny and pretty it's all television I think television now and this movie's directed by Steve Miner who does know the craft of making horror films I mean he worked on uh, Friday the 13th he made House he's made a couple more recent movies that were you know hit and miss but but for the most part I like Steve Miner but the whole thing felt like television, like all the yeah, 90s, and that's the, all that's the point. In, like in, in good shows. movies, in good movies, the the lighting and the scenery and the set and, and all the colors will sort of they do it a lot more nowadays than they did back then. But the, it informs what you're trying to feel and think the same way that the the music does. But in this one, everything's just bright and and normal looking, and it just looks like you know one mm -hmm. of those TV shows like Dawson's Creek, and you're like, I don't even know whether that I'm supposed to be scared or not. Too well produced. I don't know what's going on here. That's why the 70s yeah. horror movies are scary because they're so gritty that they feel like they're documentary almost. Yeah. <laughs> they don't feel like they're they're scripted or acted. It feels like they all have yeah. a sort of snuff quality. There's a lot to be said for that sort of so thing. But yeah, this is way overproduced. It's like the music of the 80s. Like, whoa, way <laughs> overproduced, guys. Come on. Well, there's only six producers. Pull back on that shit. <laughs> well, at that point, they... It's such a formula. They're like, we're gonna, you know, bring back this franchise, and it's a, it's a gimmick reunion film too. So it's like, it's not really trying to introduce anything new to the story. I think the most fun that I had with the story was to see her sort of face off with him, you know, and and sort of 
decide that she is going to to confront him and I thought that was a neat element of the story yeah and I like yeah. the, the the way they took that and everything Adam Arkin bothered me because he knows they're the only ones at the school but then he sees Michael Myers walk around the corner and he's like hello well okay never mind it's like dude it's probably just a cat who do you think is cat. there probably cool Jay making the rounds it's like how long would it take to check that out and make sure I, I don't know people in movies always yell hello don't ever do that, that in real life because you die when you do that I've, I've I, never I done it in real life and it's not because I don't watch movies but like I I, <laughs> I do musicals and stuff so I'm in a theatre a lot and a lot of the time I'm there when there's nobody else in the in the theatre so I'm walking around this place I know there might be one or two other people like a cleaner or the technician or something like that I've never seen a person at the end of a corridor or a shape go past and just gone, Hello? Who's like, there? Hello? Who's that? Who's that? You kind of you kind of look at them and if you don't know who they are, you, you either run inside and lock the door or you just you know, walk up to them and see who they are or you just go, yeah, When eh. you say hello, you're, you're, you're hello. basically you're giving up your position. You can't be quiet. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to... It's like it's a also... girl with a dragon tattoo. It's like, out of embarrassment, most people wouldn't, even if they thought there was somebody there, wouldn't draw attention to themselves or the other person. They'd just be like, okay, whatever, all my own business. Or you but don't the, say hello. They always go, hello, like, who is that there? Like, hello, questioningly? Or I might go, hi. Like, so, <laughs> as a greeting. So. But as a sort of, like, questioning hello, who's there? Like, you don't... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. They do it in movies. They don't do it in real life. What it's a things? weird movie, could, tr- like trope that could, because no one in real life does that. I don't know. It's 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 funny. Like we we were talking about this before, how sort of hack writers copy each other. Like when they're writing a movie, they just write it based on things that people said in a real movie. They don't even try to think of what people might actually say in real life or do. Yeah, like saying each other's names a lot. So that <laughs> that was one thing that annoyed me in the new Carrie movie. They they said Carrie. What is the name? Carrie yeah. White. Every few minutes, it was Carrie White does this and Carrie White does that. I'm like, mm-hmm. Jesus, how often Meanwhile, do you use someone's like, surname? I have known people for years that I can't, I don't know their name. So we yeah. didn't get in the habit of saying names, and then I never picked it up. <laughs> so every time I see him, I'm like, pretty sure I know the person's name, but uh, I can't say it now. I don't know. Or when you're introducing people and you're like, hi, this is um, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I saw on Facebook like a girl said I have taken a guy to Starbucks because I forgot his name <laughs> that's, that's uh, good, good thinking there's a, the joke in Australia that if someone calls you mate it means that they've forgotten your name <laughs> hey uh, mate oh. so of course he ends up shooting Cool J and then he ends up getting killed by Michael Myers both things are fairly predictable Although, because Cool J is the hip-hop star of the movie, he doesn't die. That's the other weird trope. Oh, yeah. That they brought yeah, these they guys in to, as roles that would otherwise die immediately. Then they fleshed them out unnecessarily, and then somehow they always manage to magically live. Cool J lives through the shark movie, too. Yeah, well, that's the um, that's, yeah. that's big trope of the uh, of the token black guy throughout the 90s. Yeah, you had to have that one black guy in yeah, there, Yeah, the token black guy dies. was suddenly the one who survived. But he always yeah, said he that he first became the Survivor Girl. Yeah. I'm the black guy. I got to die for so, yeah, Oh, they so did that in that Haunted House movie. The uh, you talking about the second... Which one? Oh, you're talking about 13 Ghosts? What are you talking about? No. Which Haunted House movie? It's like The Haunting or something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, The Haunting. Haunting House on Haunted Hill or one of those ones. Yeah. They all have the same name. 
There, well, there was a haunting. There was a house on Haunted Hill, but I don't know. I know Thirteen Ghosts had a hip. Rod Digger was the nanny, and all she does is say sassy things to the whole movie. Yeah, I know. She cracked me up. Oh, I hated her so bad in that movie. And she's like, "I want to raise with this over." Raise? You had two kids. Your one job was to look after both of them. You lost them both in the middle of a house full of maniacs. A house made of glass, by the way. How do you lose somebody in a house made of windows? How did they afford a nanny in the first place when they couldn't afford their rent? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, we do a whole show just on that. Like, why do they have a nanny? It makes no sense. They were like, we've got all these, they've got all these bills they need paying. They've got a teenage, you know, an older teenage daughter. I know. You, first of all, your daughter is like eight time, and they've got a nanny. I don't know. In our defense, guys, she was a shitty nanny. It's not like we were spending a lot of money. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's why she was so shitty. We weren't paying any money for her. <laughs> well, I don't know. Chicken or the egg, either way. I'm sassy. It's my whole job. <laughs> I'm sassy. I'm sassy. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, so yeah, at the end. Actually, that, that we... <laughs> what happens in the H2O? <laughs> well, the, the end is actually cool because she finally locks the gate, which I thought was hilarious because the gate's like five feet tall and they keep acting like it's the thing keeping them all in or out. Like, I need you to open the gate. There's no way that I could climb that seven-foot wall. If you guys were in a car, it would make sense that you need the gate open. But you're all on foot. I'm sure you could jump that wall. You don't have to get Cool J in trouble. He's minding his own business. But the only reason that scene was there was to let us know that that gate existed and was was a story element. Because later on, like, when she's... Insurmountable. Yeah. And, you know, that's not a writing problem because they could have written that as though the gate was going to be 100 feet high. And then whoever did the scout of the location is like, what the fuck? Well, it's a private school. It's pretty much a prison. It's the worst prison ever. So she sends them off and she locks the gate with her and Michael in it, which is, like I said, a neat sentiment, but it loses impact when you see that flimsy nothing sort of gate. Like well, Michael could get out of this if he wanted to. So I mean, it's all for show, I guess. Well, if the if the if the gate if the gate was enough to keep Michael in, if that was like a sure thing, this gate will keep Michael in. You don't need to lock yourself in it. Yeah, just lock Michael. Yeah, in. it's all for show. It's all to say neither one of it like Thunderdome. We're not getting out of here. <laughs> Two enter one. Two way. socks go in. One sock comes <laughs> yeah, out. Two exactly. socks go in. One the sock comes out. out. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, so but then she has a fun little fight, but it's annoying because immediately after going to like she has the act, it's, it's sort of like an homage to the first Halloween where she keeps throwing the knife down. These situations keep happening where she has a fire axe, and Halloween movies are the only time I ever see these. I've never in real life passed a fire axe in a case on a wall, but in Halloween movies, it's pretty much a constant that they'll just grab hold of a of an axe. That's the first thing they find. Yeah, I've never seen a fire axe before. Mm, yeah, there's a couple, but not many. I'd like to see someone someone attack the killer with a fire hose. That, I think that they just work. did that on The Walking Dead. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Although <laughs> the whole time on The Walking heavy. Dead, I'm like, dude, you were just talking about how much water is in that because water's a resource, and this guy just used it all. Yeah, I thought the same thing. On like eight <laughs> zombies. 
Hey, you peeled their faces off. That was cool. No, but like not not with the water on. Although the water on would be cool too. But I'm just talking about like the end is pretty heavy. You could swing it and dong someone with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. You could wrap them up. Is he always saying, you know, you've got Michael Myers down, you've got him bleeding on the ground, whatever, tie him up or something. Oh sure. And then you get a handy fire hose. Well, just finish this him one, off. Put a board in the back. That's what it. I really like about this movie is she finally like just chases him down and they have the final confrontation and that's exactly what she does is chop his head off because you chop like, the head well, off every one of these movies you're double like, tap rule like I don't see him picking that head up and putting it back on I don't care how eternal and evil he is <laughs> so so that was fun you know it's, it loses its impact in the second film yeah. in the, in the, the second film, film destroys it the follow up is but in the worst retcon ever. I mean, Resurrection's a bad movie all the way through. And what's funny about Resurrection is, as another reunion kind of movie, it's also directed by Rick Rosenthal, who directed the second one. So it wasn't like some nothing guy. They brought him back from Halloween 2. Which I didn't know until we were going through these movies this time. But they got her back, and you're like, well, this is going to be interesting. What are they going to do with this? Yeah, she's just going to die straight away. Basically. She just does a Charlton Heston. She's like, I'm going to come back, but only if you let me die. It's one of those things that I'm always just like, in these movies, they send someone to a psychiatric ward. Either they're crazy or they're pretending and they're like, she's like pretending and not taking her pills and that sort of thing because she, I don't know why. I just don't understand why she needs to pretend to be in a vegetative state. Because she just don't want to talk to people. I hate people. I'm just going to go into a vegetative state while they're because I, I can understand like wanting to not take the thing. pills or wanting to. Because that's what Michael trick does Michael, too. But... Is he just kind of sits around until someone says, "Uh, you know, he's got family somewhere that's still alive." Like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold up! Wait a minute! What? <laughs> like, like, oh my god! You've been pretending this whole time. That's so messed up. <laughs> yeah, I miss that. So she's doing the same thing, pretending not to take the pills, whatever. Yeah, and then she's got this whole little bag full of pills. I thought that was going to do something. I thought that, you know, she was going to poison him or something like that. Or poison yeah. someone. But what's, she's got this little so doll full of pills. Is, aside from opening with the absolute worst retcon ever, because they do this whole Scooby-Doo switcheroo yeah. where, like, actually what happened was she Michael Myers switched play, switched clothes with a cop. It's like, what would, what, since when does he do that? That's because weird. Because... Because somehow he knows that she's about to chop his head off, and somehow the yeah, cop... Yeah, why wouldn't he just get up and leave? Like, how we painted ourselves into he a does corner, this whole we gotta figure out how to get out of this shit. Yeah, it's better to just come back and yeah, not so, explain. So that that moment, he was trying to take the mask off because he was trying to tell her it wasn't he was a cop instead of... Yeah, so yeah. they ruined the whole thing, because that was actually a neat scene between the two of them. Besides just being a fun sort of confrontation, to see that sort of final moment where there's like a... a but there's a psychotic Bounty kind of tragedy to it. Yeah. And then it says, like, no, that guy was like, no, 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 it's not, it's me. And they're like, because his, <laughs> you know, because he damaged his larynx or something. Like, oh, geez, stop. So much splaining. 80s movies never yeah. cared. <laughs> a horror franchise yeah. only works on the things that you do not explain. Because that just, you immediately made it legalistic and stupid. Because if he was just back and no one knew why he was back, that's fine. There's nothing you explain about how, like, you know, you know Gnome stitched my head back on. Like, don't, just don't say anything. 
Cause, is he still there? Because that explanation was as stupid as anything else you could have said. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if somebody had stick a mask on my face and said, you're the killer now, I, I went, maybe I'd just, if I, you know, I couldn't say anything, I'd probably just lie down. <laughs> I think that would be my defense. <laughs> if you don't, you know, attack people or run around or anything like that, I'll just lie here. And then people might come up and say, oh, you're the killer. And I'm just lying there. They'd think, she's dead, it's fine. I'm not going to keep attacking them. Just lie there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so, what I'm saying. My defense. So that, unfortunately, that was the best scene of the whole movie, though, is where they're fighting and she finally kill, gets killed. Yeah, and you're thinking, okay, well, <laughs> this is a short movie, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Like she's like has him has him there, and then she's like, I just have to make sure. And <laughs> she basically gives him back the knife, and they oh, fall down off so the building. Oh, so dumb. And... Yeah, I mean. And then she kisses him, and she's the, like, I'll the... see you in hell. And you're like, awesome. Yeah, this like super badass sort of death, like, whatever. She's like, I'll but, come um... back, but I'll only come back for 15 minutes, and I have to die, and I have to be badass. Okay. Yeah, and that's it. And then I don't want to be in another one of these shitty movies ever again. <laughs> done. Kill my character off. <clears throat> she didn't see the rest of the script at all, probably. <laughs> like, what is uh, this she didn't stuff need about to. the reality show? And... Because that's, again, oh, this is in the 2000s, so, so now you can see, wow, so now found footage and reality TV, yep. and that stuff has now permeated into so, the, the franchise. See, this is where the movies start to get difficult to watch for me, because I get really bad motion sickness, so this movie I, I had a lot of trouble watching because it actually made me sick, yeah. just oh. because of the shaky cam It made me place. sick, too. Yeah, you watch on like, a smaller it's... screen is what I find. You watch on a big screen, it hurts you. I, I've got a really big TV, so That's it's... what I'm saying. If you put it on a small screen, it makes it easier to actually watch. Because you have, yeah. you know, enough... Because you're not so absorbed you know, in it. ...still stuff around your, your, you know, your peripheral vision that it makes it easier. If you watch... Like, I watched uh, Blair Witch in the theaters when it came out, and I was getting nauseous just from the freaking shaky bullshit. Yeah, I had to... I tried to watch Chronicle in the theaters, and I had to yeah. leave. I, I don't want to go to those, those movies <laughs> anymore. Because of that, you know, anything like uh, that. I well, I'm lucky. It. I've never, I've never had that trouble, but it didn't help because it was bully for just, you. It was not watchable for all kinds of reasons. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, all the others I are love, fun. I it's just a slasher, generic kind of movie. But yeah, there's this fun '90s things like the black people in there for like the, the yeah the, the black rapper who is it in this uh, one? Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes, and he's Buster so Rhymes bad. trying to be funny. And he's well, see, so irritating. Is, Buster Rhymes can't act at all, you know. No, I mean nothing against him. He just can't. I know, you know? I'm not sure it was a requirement of this character. He just sort of rocks up and. But he just starts saying things, and he's shit. always talking to himself. Now I got to do the. Who are you talking to? He's constantly narrating <laughs> he's everything like, he does. Well, like I'm gonna go watch my kung fu movie. Interrupted my wife, Black Jack and Chan. I'm watching this movie and I like this movie. And he does that through the whole thing. It's like God. And he even has like a little speech at the end. It's like, stop! Just roll credits! <laughs> Jesus! Stop talking! <laughs> so it is horrible because they're all. First of all, like the premise is, and the, the, it's as flimsy a premise as you could have. Like they're going to film in the Michael Myers house, and it's going to be like one night only. They're going to live stream, and they had a contest. And like, this contest must have had like ten people apply because three of the people are friends who applied together. I was like, that seems extremely unlikely. And yeah. 
so that's already weird. And second, like Michael Myers' house has got like five rooms. Like, what's going to take us all night to look around? Like, even in the movie, you're like, why are they still here? Why? Are, how can they even be separated to the point where they have different arcs? Because they would hear each other. Exactly. You would hear when Michael Myers breaks through a wall to kill one of them, they would all know it. He's, like, secretly killing them all. Like, Which is also <laughs> weird because he still lives at his house and he's mad that they're making a TV show of him or something. <laughs> Well, but he only turns up... I mean, it becomes clear throughout the course of it, there's this subplot where they've actually set up a lot of stuff. Like, why do these herbs smell so fresh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like how that's seriously? the tip-off. I'm a cook. I know when herbs are fresh or not. It's like, just okay, lay off, okay? I'm good with knives. So I cook. So we they've come it, in here, cook. and they've set up this house, but Michael isn't mad until the teenagers come to the house. It's like the... It's like the Friday the Thirteenth one, with the the remake of that, where they, he's like, "I've got a whole holiday house here, but I'm not mad until teenagers show exactly. up." <laughs> well, at least in that, they nobody came and staged it. I mean, by the premise, you guys had to come set up all these like electronic devices and spook house things and all this stuff. And well, they set up uh, and in like the course the, of doing that, dead you, bodies. Yeah, there was props. And and downstairs, why? Like they Made in they China. found this weird downstairs and they they rigged that, but they didn't find the weird downstairs room where he lived. But they had rigged exactly. up like, like there, there's door. a tunnel right right there. Yeah. <laughs> and and while they were setting the where was he through all that? He's like looking at his calendar. As soon as you put in a place where he lives, it's too much. He's like, I want to kill these guys so bad, but it happens to be October twenty seventh. <laughs> God damn it! I want to kill these guys so bad. <laughs> we're, all, we're all bound totally. by our weird little rules. So it's so horrible. <laughs> so yeah, so there's a bunch of running around and and just people dying really dumbly, and then there's a really really dumb subplot where like her friend online is watching it streaming, and then he starts helping her. With, but but oh, no yeah. one ever calls. Like he's the... in the next room. Or be quiet or run away now. Yeah, like dumb things. Like that's not as helpful as it could be. For some reason, she can't text him back. Like he messages her, but she has to go and find a camera to talk to him. She couldn't have just messaged him. What the hell kind of weird device did they have? Is that how people used to text with a giant sort of hand console? It was like back in two thousand two. I wasn't texting back in those days. Was that the first smartphone? 2002 text. But it's some kind of weird device that she uses. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a big phony thing. So, um, but the, again, like, how hard is it to get out of that house when they say, there's a psychopath after you? It's like, get out of the house. Yeah, leave. Get out of the house. Front yeah. door's right there. But then, like, they keep going to the windows and going, ah, oh, windows. Oh, Lord. Ah, uh, door. And then... I reckon if I needed to, I could punch out, like... A wall. Buster, right? If there was something really creepy, I think I could kick or through the wall. Or jump off a roof. If you could, you could jump off a roof. Like, you would probably... She's live. on the roof yeah. at one point. You could you could jump off just, a roof you know, if you oh, had to. I'm going to hide. I reckon you could do a lot more than you think that you could do if it came yeah, down where, to it. Yeah, when drilling took over, I, I, would, I don't know if I could do, but I know I would do it. I might not last that long. Like, oh wow, he jumped out a window, and died instantly. It's like better than the alternative. <laughs> That's true. Like the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ah, oh, just go through this window. Yeah, <laughs> that worked. You know what? These people scaring me. I'll, 
That's. I would rather break both my ankles and that, crawl away. At least I'm not in the house that anymore. That is the appropriate reaction to that situation. Yeah. I will jump straight out that window. I don't and even Buster care. Buster Rhymes shows up and starts kung fuing. I mean, you're like, holy hell, this is getting worse. <laughs> How'd it get worse? But he's so weird. Like, like, he grabs her and he's just like, just go kill the people in the house. We'll go get out of the house. It's like, oh, God. There's Shut all up. these weird comedy scenes. Like, what you doing, man? Come on. Like, I was like, I would like to, <laughs> so bad to, to have this scene out of context put up somewhere. Because it's just like one guy in a Michael Myers mask is like talking smack to this other guy. Like, Come on, man. What you do? We got to get back to the scene, man. Come on. What you doing? Come on. And Michael Myers is looking at it like, what? The, who is he talking to? Like he's like shocked. He's so love- shocked he can't even re- react. He's like, I want to kill this guy, but what is he? Who does he think he's talking to right now? Get your ass back in there! Come on! I'm like, whoa, that was weird and kind of racist. I love Tyra Banks in this movie because she only exists to not look at the security cameras and to just that's her sole function. In this I don't know movie if she had like a coffee dance. clause in it, but she only exists to eat treats like they just must have fed her in in, in snacks because every scene she is for I'm no like, reason banks, eating or look drinking at Tyra banks. she does not she does not have a mountain of whipped cream on top of her coffee every time she has a there cup of coffee there is an elaborate scene of eats. making coffee it's so i love that scene i was laughing all the way through it because she's just like i'm making some coffee and i'm there and she knows it's like i don't know she's so stoned off her gourd or whatever she's doing she's dancing around and she's putting the whip stuff in the coffee she's spilling it all over herself because she's still dancing i think she is having the best time making this movie and sure. maybe that's why i enjoyed watching her so yeah, much she's, getting paid she's having so much to fun do basically nothing like, i just gonna dance paid. around and yeah Pay to dance around and be Tyra and have so much fun. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, what's you know, what's the problem with that? Oh Lord! And then does she even happen in the ending? Does she have an ending? That character? She gets killed somehow. I can't remember. He just just oh, goes she? into the shack and kills her. I can't even remember how he does it. It's just it's such a the movie ended really sort of abruptly. Well, because they had to stop every two seconds so Buster Rhymes could have another tagline. He's like, trick or treat, motherfucker! Like, okay, alright, that was one. He's like, happy Halloween! Like, can we get out? The place is on fire! Stop stopping to to say, like, a a catchphrase. It'll come to you, man. It'll come now. It'll happen organically. It just felt like they didn't resolve any of the things. Like, they... They had these plot lines set up, like that, you know, they'd set up the house and that sort of thing. And I mean, Buster Rhymes learns his lesson. He's like, This isn't something we should be. It's a whole speech to the camera. But he learns Michael his lesson Myers. to the degree that he starts mouthing off at other people, like, What? You know, human suffering is not to make profit. Like, What? You, you brought us here. Why are you giving a speech to the cameras? Like, this and then, sounds and like and it's then made up like, or remembered like, wrong. Thanks. <laughs> she thanks her internet friend for helping her out, and then. We never see them meet or anything like that. <laughs> That's the only realistic part of the whole thing. She just... She's a weird survivor girl because she just sort of looks tired nothing, the whole time. Because it's Buster Rhymes that comes up and saves her. so she Yeah, she does nothing to survive. He comes and rescues her. And gives the speech. Uh, 
Yeah, I thought that. I thought that when I was watching it, I was like, she's a weird survivor girl because she just she's so passive the whole time. She doesn't decide to go into the house. She wants to leave, and then they talk her into staying, and then she just sort of wanders around the house with the other people. Other people find the clues. They keep saying to her, "Oh, you're such a detective girl. You're so smart." And then other one, other people find all the clues and, and literally call out her and tell and her tell what her. to do. Like, people just drag her around through the yeah, whole like movie. Yeah, like, she's so weird. She's so passive. Yeah, it's such a pointless movie. I mean, th- they all have their merits to some degree or another. Like, 4 and 5 I found entertaining. It's just fun slasher movies. And 6 would have been good if it if it weren't edited to the point where it made no sense. And, and <laughs> H2O yeah, was cute for what it was. But this is just a disaster. This movie is horrible. This has got to be the absolute yeah, before so the zombie movies. Like I, I think we should, when we get to the Rob Zombies, we should all take a minute to to rank what we think from best to worst, because it'd be funny. But I, it's hard to say in light of the zombie movies. But this this may be the absolute yeah, worst one. Yeah, because they're a whole different type of bad. Definitely before the Rob Zombie ones, and I, and I don't want to. I don't know. We'll get to his because I don't want to say that they're just objectively bad, but I just. The whole tone of them is weird to me, so we need to dedicate. We in our in a next episode we'll we so, will do that, and I think that'll be the end of of the Halloween yeah. retrospective. But well, this one it was just it just had so little in it. Like it was like the heroine. It had no the hero was was horrible. It didn't. The plot was just like a nothing plot, and they tried to put in these subplots, and there was and it was nothing. like a generic movie. This could have been like, any movie. Just oh my god, that it was didn't so feel bad. Like Halloween at all. The characters were so bad. You could have literally done a movie about people doing a reality show in a, where they're investigating a haunted house, and there's a psychopath that lives in, in the house. basement. I mean, that's any that's could be any movie. In fact, I think I've seen other movies that are just yeah, like there, it. There's n- I'm fairly sure that there are other uh, movies it like doesn't draw just, from the mythology of the series at all. It's just attack on. They're just like, hey, we made some money with that H two O movie. Let's just do another one. Well, it basically ends and, it when and you then, think about it, with him killing Lori. That basically destroys any continuity for anything even further. Yeah, and it, and there's no reason for it to be there. You could shut that first 15 minutes off, and it didn't mean it's, anything. That's a short film. That's a short film that caps off the, the the Halloween series, and this thing is just some other movie. Yeah, well, there was initially yeah. meant to be another sequel along these lines, where Michael Myers would be going after. Uh, uh, what's his face? The uh, her son, but then yeah, they ended up going the, the Rob Zombie route. And then Josh Hartnett probably got a little bit more. Well, I think Resurrection is ironically named because I think it's the, what actually literally killed the the franchise. Because that was what they're trying to do is bring it back. But it was like it was so bad that you guys rebooting destroyed it. Reboots are actually are healthy though because when you think about it, all these major horror franchises were sort of dying. And they were been recently remade, and once that first remake is over, you're basically just making more sequels. Yeah. Because if they make another yeah. Friday the Thirteenth, it'll gel just as well as the other movies. It doesn't matter that it's part of a reboot. But the Friday the Thirteenth remake was sort of as more of a your remake. Oh yeah, so. I think they did it just right. But yeah. but now they're talking about so doing a Halloween cool. three, and Rob Zombie's not going to do that. So if they do a ha- another Halloween movie, it'll feel like more like just a traditional Halloween sequel, and not an extension. Hopefully, yeah, they could just make another sequel interpretation. So it's fun. I support them doing these reboots. When you know, once you've polluted the pool enough, just start over. Who cares? It's the concept that's interesting. Yeah, why not? They're probably going to do that. They're they're talking about doing that. Clive Barker's wanting to do it with Hellraiser. 
So that'll be a lot of fun to see. Why not? But that'll be next next Halloween's retrospective. I'm really looking forward because that's going to be an interesting retrospective. <laughs> it's going to be a hard one to get through. We're going to lose some folks. So, I can tell you that right now. We're going to lose people. <laughs> like, like We're going to lose hosts and listeners. <laughs> We've already lost Andrew on yeah, this one. We're, yeah. we're running lean as it is on both. All right, but okay, so so that really wraps up that sort of era of the 90s to early 2000s attempt to reboot the franchise, the soft reboot era that failed. And then next <laughs> next time it we'll failed. talk about the, the hard reboot that they, they got Rob Zombie to do. And, and really, that's... It was hard. It's interesting to me because there there's so many ways that could have worked, and there were so many interesting things he did with it, but it didn't work. Yeah. So... Uh, but we'll talk so about we that next get, week. Yeah, then that'll that'll be good. We'll de- give him his time. And uh, in the meantime, uh, you can listen to other episodes at tv8mydinner.com. You can uh, visit us on Facebook or Twitter or the, we got forum.tv8mydinner.com. We can have some conversations. Uh, currently, I'm trying to get the interstellar debate started early so before we get our shows. So, so it's up to you. It, it's it's spo- it's riddled with spoilers because that's all it is. It's just, serious questions that I had based on the movie. So why didn't this happen this way? So, uh, I think that's the best way to critique something. Don't even say anything. Just ask questions. That's fair. So, uh, we'll, But we'll get to that I later. I think there's on. a YouTube one of those for Prometheus. It just asks all these the red, questions. The, the Red Lady Media guy did that in Half in the Bag and that was like funnier than ever doing a show about it because it was so it was so spot on every question he asked like yeah and what was this and what was that and why is this and why is that and why is that thinking way of approaching something like that instead of saying I think this was dumb or blah 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 just ask like what was this about and why did they do that because there may be an explanation but but a lot of times I don't I don't think so but that'll be a fun one to, to delve into Appeal, especially Andrew being such a proponent of Christopher Nolan, it'll be fun to see where where he weighs in. Because I really liked that movie. It's it's not a. It, I didn't come away thinking it was a dumb movie. That's what's so fun. It's not as it's not as bad, but it reminded me of Prometheus, where Prometheus just had a disastrous story, but for some reason I like it. <clears throat> but Interstellar's not that bad, but it, it seems similar in that respect, where it's like you can just. You can just unravel the entire story. But I really enjoyed the movie. So it would be fun to see what people think about that. But also, but yeah, but let's get the Halloween out of the so way. So wait, wait yeah, in if so you want Sean to say anything on the podcast. Time while we're wrapping up Halloween to, to join the conversation on Interstellar. All right. Because I haven't watched Interstellar yet, and I'll get to it if I can this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so don't read that until after you watch it. Because <laughs> that was off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a lot more things. Ah, uh, you know me in spoilers. All right, and then next week, Rob Zombie. And uh, until then, my name is Sean. This is Gary. And I'm Lynn. We'll see you next time. Good night. All right. Oh, freezer! Oh, <laughs> <laughs>